<laughs> well, I wasn't recording, so. Oh, good. But I'm oh, recording now. Make no sense. <laughs> nope. So, so what else? We have anything left to say about World War II? I have nothing well, to say well, about World War II. Here's the thing. I wasn't recording. So let's back up. We can touch on different pieces about World War Z, though. All right. You, you leave. So World War Z is based on a book, right? Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys ever read the book or nope. whatnot. But, um, Didn't know nothing. I feel like the one thing that I never really got from World War Z was where did the virus originate? Who was patient zero? And then when I was watching it last night, I just straight up caught on when they were in the bunker that it was that one person in the bunker. Right. It's not touched upon as the other two movies we're going to review. But that's also where the light bulb went off as far as what the virus doesn't attach itself to, how it's looking for a healthy host because of the one guy with the war injury. So, um, the scene where they're riding the bicycles down the the fenced in alley to the airplane, I thought that was cool. And I saw this in the theater. That was really cool. So in the theater, it was just dark. And you could barely see these out. Oh, it was really cool. It was pretty great. I was I was with my first girlfriend when I saw this movie. I think we got bored and made out the whole time, so I only remember bits and pieces of this. And that's your Yanny fun fact of the day. <laughs> so, um, as pandemic movies go, where would you say this one would rank for you? Well, this one made me the least paranoid, so that's nice, at least. Does that make it less realistic, or...? Oh, by far, the less realism right now, the better. And I want to just, I want to say this while we're recording. I I did not like this experiment. It's too soon for me. Especially, especially Contagion. It just felt too real. Contagion, I mean, they were talking about novel. Uh, They were talking about... Uh, the provinces in China. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was like holy shit. It's like someone in the government borrowed the script to this movie. It was it was yeah. yeah. Well, the fact that this came out what nine years ago and was popular and it was kind of a cautionary tale. And we still didn't do anything about it because it's like well, it was right after the H one N one thing, wasn't it? It was in response to that, but that turned out to not be as big of a deal. So they made up a virus. But still originates in. Uh, I think it originated in Hong Kong, right? I mean, H1N1 killed yes. 1.4 million people. So I, I get that it was a big deal, but it wasn't like contagion level bad, obviously. Okay. I was pretty young then, so I was like in high school, so I don't remember as well as you. <laughs> I was in high school. You Love. son of a bitch. Can't help it. I just like that it was all Gwyneth Paltrow's fault. Indirectly, but that made it a little bit more enjoyable. All right, well, let's talk about that here <laughs> in a second. Let's finish up with World War Z. Derek, where, for, as a pandemic movie goes, like, yeah, what, are, the, what, are your, what are your feelings on it? Non-zombie, you know, apocalypse films. I haven't seen that many. I don't, I'm just not a big fan of this feeling either. 
Uh, I think we should probably put up the banner. Like if you're feeling especially anxious about COVID-19 concerns yes. right now, don't watch this episode. Like seriously. Uh, um, but yeah, I probably enjoyed World War Z the least of the three. I can say that much. Which I agree with that, which is weird because it's supposedly the most fun and the least realistic. So I, it's more escapism, but I was just kind of bored with it. Yeah, I was either bored or like, this is just like way too fucked up that I just kind of turned it off. Like, you know, the inoculation period was so fucking short and, you know, the response was so erratic and insane that, meh. Yeah. Like, is there anything that that is that quick to take over for real? I hope not. There are some viruses. There are some viruses that affect um, birds and bugs that are that quick. Much simpler. I mean, none of us are alive for the polio pandemic, but I did a little research and that was pretty fucking bad. Yeah, my grandmother had polio. Did she die? Well, she's probably dead now. I don't know. She did not die from polio, but she did. There you go. That was a fair question. That's all that was. She did have. Did a she ever tell you from polio? Did she tell you about all that shit? Were they, cause they like quarantined and shit too, right? Till they got the vaccine. Never asked. I would imagine so. With that arm, I don't know enough, so I'll look it up later. But it was a pretty big deal, and I think that was way deadlier than what we're dealing with right now. It was uh, it was actually about the same level of I think the R not was similar mm-hmm. from what I'm reading because I mean this is online with COVID 19s like four people average infected by one person. Are you referring to the bit where the I think it was Kate Winslet she's drawing the diseases with the numbers. yeah that was perfect. Well, they they reference it many times though. Well, let's yeah, polio was like at a 50 or something. One well, no, polio <laughs> on average affected four to six people. Or maybe she didn't write anything. I, I, I imagine 50. That's fine. Yeah, no, she did. She wrote one, three, four to six. And she said, this is probably what we're dealing with. Look at that mustache. It's glorious. <clears throat> let's let's, transition. let's transition to outbreak and then let's save contagion for the end. Because I think there's a lot more discussion that we could have around the existing pandemic we're dealing with and contagion. Oh, absolutely. So let's 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 switch over to outbreak. The uh, Dustin Hoffman, uh, Renee, Renee Russo. Yeah, thank you, Renee Disney. Russo, Kevin Morgan Freeman, Basie Morgan Freeman Jr. Who? That's it. Cuba Gooding Jr. Oh, they yeah. said Robert Downey Jr. I was like, mm. um. Yeah, so... Um, Patrick Dempsey was also in it. For me, Outbreak was... Um, Outbreak was a movie, right? Like, I think I think of Contagion as, oh my God, that could really happen. Or World War Z as, oh my God, that's way outside the scope of reality. But then you look at Outbreak and you're like, okay, there's bits and pieces of reality, but it's also got this manufactured by the US government kind of action movie kind of feel to it. I mean, it's definitely a mid '90s like action thriller, yeah. as all yeah. Star, starring Dustin Hoffman, which is weird because when I saw the poster and I saw Morgan Freeman, Dustin Hoffman, and I'd never heard of this movie, I'm like, 
all right, this might be a a real like a realistic look at what could happen, but it's not. It's nineties action schlock. And Rene Russo is like a foot taller than him too, so he's always looking up. It's hilarious. <laughs> I like when she gets work. We don't see her enough. I mean, this was what twelve years ago. Fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. To be fair, I kind of forgot we were supposed to watch these, um, so I made it through Contagion this morning while I was getting some stuff done. No, guys, out, Outbreak was 25 years ago, for the record. 25? Oh, I thought it was... Oh, yeah, 95. She's it's right. 2020. Came out in 95. Yep, no world. It's all good. Jeez. Uh, I, I quit. See you this afternoon. <laughs> no more movie podcast for Tony. No, <laughs> I only made it through 40 minutes of Outbreak before it was time to record, but I got the gist of it. Essentially, the problem with it, maybe it's not... Have you never seen it before? No. Nah. I've probably heard of it, but it wasn't really on my radar to watch for obvious reasons. Donald Sutherland was in it? Donald Sutherland is in it, yep. I think the government, and I haven't seen the end, so I don't know if that's how they're written the whole way through, but they're written too like, cartoonishly evil. It's like, we blew up this, this small tribe, but we kept the virus so we could use it as a biological weapon. It's very evil. Have you been paying attention to the government right now? <laughs> I mean, Donald Trump is our president, so he, it is kind of cartoonishly evil, but, you know, maybe real life also has poor screenwriting. What do I know? <laughs> Feels like we're in a shitty disaster movie right Dear now. Dear God, can we it get does. the director's cut? <laughs> it feels like those government officials from an outbreak are who's actually in control right now. And it's that sounds about right. Hey, I mean, Republicans embrace creating. socialism. Who knows, right? Yeah, we'll see how long that lasts. So, Derek, um, from a movie standpoint, any outstanding performances? Uh, I mean, I thought Hoffman was pretty good. He delivered. Hey, uh, Kevin Spacey's really good, but he was a good actor before. No, I agree. I mean, he's, I thought he did really well in his part. I am. I'm really struggling with that because I really enjoyed House of Cards. Oh, Kevin Spacey was one of my favorite actors. Usual uh, Suspects is in my probably top 20 movies of all yeah, time. Fantastic. So. And that movie was also written and directed by a monster. Yep. yep. That's a rough watch. Well, yeah, all these movies from like pre what 2015 that still have Harvey's name on everything. <laughs> That's a rough watch. But hey, I watched this Woody Allen movie this morning. <laughs> they don't compare at all. I'll defend you on that one, Ty Ty. Thank you. Like, he's done some questionable things, but he was, uh, he went to trial twice and was proven not guilty. So. Right, versus... The Woody Allen thing we've talked about, and there's always going to be conflicting evidence, and I still don't know what to make of it or what I want to do, but... Was he proven not guilty, or did he settle? No, he was proven not guilty twice. So... Anyways, and also I find it interesting that all this Woody Allen shit happened forever ago, only now people are turning against him. Same with the Michael Jackson shit, like, we waited till that documentary came out for, before we turned to Michael Jackson when we knew all that shit like decades ago. So I understand like moral outrage, but like, you know, be consistent with it. That's all. 
Well, I mean, it's it's a societal turn. You know, there's oh, sure. moments, no, that, there's mo- the there's moments in history. There's moments in history where you have a straight path that veers, right? Sure, and, and I've had and that argument thrown at me before, and that's fine. One weird, like one weird person I really respect said the Michael Jackson defense, like, well, he's dead now, so I'm allowed to enjoy his art. I'm like, no, <laughs> if you're against the shit he did. Like public. But you can also you can also enjoy someone's art even if you're against the shit. That sure, I, I agree with so. that. Like I'm not gonna stop watching X Men movies just because Brian Singer's a, a horrible human being, but I acknowledge he's. But like when it comes to like Woody Allen, like his art kind of more reflects his life compared to someone like Brian Singer or Kevin Spacey. So I can see why that's a little trickier for people. See, Kevin Spacey to me was a shock. Like, I I didn't expect that. I mean, there was always a thing where I was like, okay, you never see this guy in a heterosexual relationship. So you thought maybe he's gay, right? That's that's no no big deal. Right, right. But you never expect him to, you never expect, you don't look at someone and go, hmm, that guy looks like he drugs people and takes them to his room and takes advantage of them. Right, and his uh, defense for uh, sexually assaulting and raping these, you know, children was oh, I've been gay this whole time and I've been living a lie and I keep going to hop on that to try to gain sympathy and that was disgusting. Agreed. I don't know how we got on this. Oh, Outbreak. Yeah, we're talking about Outbreak. So anyway, well, um, I think my problem with it, other than how over the top it's written is that the way the virus finally spreads is a comedy of errors like Patrick Dempsey steals a monkey and then gets on a plane okay here's the reality the reality is is the only way that the virus appears to spread is everyone who handles this monkey right so then is it is it really a weaponized virus oh this it's never. They were never trying to say that it was. It, I thought they wanted to weaponize it. And they were going. Oh no, no, no! They they clearly said at the near the end of the movie that this was something that this is why they had to destroy the town. Movie. They had. They said they had to destroy the town because they didn't want it getting out that this virus had been created. Well, right. No, they didn't want it getting out. So version A from 1967, they already mm-hmm. had a cure for. And because they, they might release that version as a weapon, this version B had already morphed and was worse. Right. They were trying to cover up the fact that they had the first one, but the second one was actually an entirely different problem. Right. Again, didn't make it to the end. But uh, Ty- Tyler gets a 10 out of 50 on his homework. <laughs> Not wrong. <laughs> Solid middle of the road for me, though. Three out of five. I might finish it. I, I don't know yet. <laughs> it, it, it only gets more over the top. I mean, if you're 40 oh, I'm 10, sure. it, only, just, it only gets bigger. They got a good caliber of people to be in this thing. And, I mean, obviously, like, Contagion, for example, you can do a disaster movie and take this content seriously. Yeah. And Morgan Freeman looks so young, man. Who does? Morgan Freeman? 
Yeah, I thought he just kind of always looked like that, to be honest. I mean, he looked much <laughs> younger than he does in, in the real life. In the real life. It was like three years after Shawshank, right? Yeah. Uh, I think it's the the No, Shawshank was 94, so it was the year after Shawshank. Oh. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much a three out of five as well. Well, let me ask you this. Like, World War Z and Contagion are recent enough movies. I understand why you picked them. What led you to Outbreak? That's like the original Pandemic movie. Uh, I believe that. I can't name any others. Right, I mean, I'm sure there were, but nothing that had the star power that Outbreak did. Right. Fair enough. That was with it, but it wasn't, again, like World War Z, it wasn't awesome. Yeah. I finish it. We'll see. <clears throat> so, I'm um, I almost certainly won't finish it because I'm not having a good time. This was, this was not fun. Because I work, and I don't think, I don't know if the audience actually knows this, I work in healthcare communication, so I've had to be aware and of COVID like 24-7 when I'm, when I'm on the job. That can't help with your anxiety. No, not at all. So to also have these movies on in the background while I'm trying to do some other things, <laughs> see sickness and disease and human beings being selfish and awful and turning on each other, it wasn't fun. Why does it look like I'm lounging on Ryan Reynolds' lap? He looks giant. You're just like this. <laughs> Sorry. I feel like his glasses as big as your head. The bottle is monstrous, that's for sure. <laughs> I've heard that of Ryan Reynolds. Okay, well, let's talk about reality, right? So the reality is, is right now we're living in a, in a world where a pandemic is running rampant and government control is causing issues across the planet. Um, disinformation or misinformation is, is crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when the World Health Organization is being ignored because the White House says that the CDC is not allowed to speak without their authorization. I mean, these are people that we trust as experts in these fields. And, you know, we have a guy who basically was firsthand involved in an AIDS epidemic in our state. I mean, we all live in Indiana. So, you know, you look at that reality and then you turn on a movie like Contagion and all of a sudden it's like, holy shit, this is exactly what we're dealing with. I mean, a little worse. Oh, actually, a lot worse, thank God. But, uh... Well, the thing that, for me, was so intense about it was the day it would pop up with day one and then day 27 and then day 133. And, or when and... she's texting, or when uh, Matt Damon's daughter's texting, her boyfriend is like, I'm going to be here another 144 days. I'm like... I don't need to hear that right now. <laughs> I don't want to think about that reality. Well, that was the lottery yeah. for the vaccination, so. Right. Oh, God. Yeah, the fact that well, Jude Law's character being a dick, like, you, you're going to have those people online. I bet you there's assholes online right now. 
doing that shit. Selling some fake homeopathic shit. Oh, yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow, ironically, probably get in on that shit. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Which, yeah. Um, Actually, to be fair, uh, I'm, I'm rather proud to say that after this whole thing, I looked to see what Goop was saying about it. And their message is stay at home, wash your hands. That's so, good. Yeah, yeah, I'm impressed. Well, that, and buy more goop to, to boost your yeah, immune system, right? <laughs> I, I didn't, to be honest, I didn't see anything of the sort. I mean, it was literally That's just, good. you know, follow the CDC guidelines, wash your hands, stay at home. If you feel sick, don't get someone else sick, basically. Right um, so, you know, I mean, coming from goop, that's been fairly calm, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Jesus, I I literally haven't slept in like fifty six hours. So yeah, that's a whole other issue I'm worried about. <laughs> once you once you hit seventy two, Tony, you know you could be declared clinically insane. This is true. Like I'm suffering with insomnia, but I'll at least talk out for like three to five hours. So melatonin. I'm gonna take that tonight. Why haven't you been taking that? (laughs) Because I don't like taking things to help me sleep because I always wake up and feel weird. Well, I'd rather you wake up and feel weird than just be constantly up. Yeah, I'd rather you wake up and feel weird. Are you making sure that you have at least eight hours for sleeping? I'm not sleeping, Derek. I'm saying tonight. (laughs) Yes. Because you you said you hate waking up weird. It's because you're not giving yourself enough time in bed. Well, I've got Tristan again tonight, and um, I was gonna—he was gonna go home to Jesse's, and I, I was just gonna crash out. But um, the Jacob, Jesse's husband's son, is now sick, so it's running rampant through that household. So I'm—I'll just keep him. Don't want him to get sick. Yeah. So, but anyways, you know the family aspect of it. Man, that was fucking tough in the beginning in Contagion when the little boy died and you know i mean gwyneth had to die that was kind of the thing right absolutely but but the little boy was almost unnecessary and it was just like that i can't snap but you get the picture oh yeah that's probably the only part of the movie i had a problem with it's like oh no his wife and his his son died and then immediately we see matt damon's daughter it's like oh that was just a stepson he's got his daughter and his wife's there and then the, the lady from the That's CBC right or the WHO had to tell him that his wife was cheating on him. Yeah, that shit felt unnecessary. Like, that just added unnecessary melodrama to what was supposed to be a realistic... Uh, see, I disagree. I think that that piece was essential to the quick spread, right? Because that was Chicago days yep. during her trip. Yep. So that's what led to kind of the massive expansion of the disease versus it being... Very specifically. Yep. She is responsible for McCall and Chicago and Minneapolis. Yeah. yeah. So Steven Soderbergh did his own cinematography for this. And he'll like linger on like people like touching each other, touching doorknobs, yeah. yep. you know, credit cards. And it's just, it sticks with you. So I've always thought that Soderbergh in my mind was, I love his, his vision, right? Yeah. Um, but I hate how his movies always have this yellow tint to them. Especially this one. This one's not yeah. a looking movie. Almost a sepia tone throughout. Like, if you look at all of his movies, like, um, The Girlfriend Experience was super brown. 
Um, and so it's, um, I think the Oceans movies were probably the only ones that were brilliantly lit, but that kind of is the Vegas well, feel. with the style. With his yeah. Movies, yeah. Like, yeah. Lucky, I feel, was shot very traditionally because... But still had a yellow tint to it. Yeah, but it also looked the most plain Jane of all... I mean, of all the movies I've seen of his... Like, I agree. Otherwise. Which word is the... What's the one he did with Gina Carano? Who? The MMA, the MMA fighter, Gina, the one from The Mandalorian. Oh, in Deadpool. Yeah, she was also in Deadpool. Ryan. Oh, I can't remember what it was. That was a good movie, though. Deadpool? But, no, the, the, one that, the one that he did with uh, Gina Carano. What movie was that? That's what we're trying to figure out. Did he do the laundromat? Because I hated that movie. I think he did. The laundromat? Who was in that? Uh, that's that uh, big short Vice looking movie that came out last year that had like Gary Oldman and Antonio Banderas and a lot of people in it. Oh, I'm I didn't realize. Meryl Streep was in that. He's got 52 producer credits. Outside of his directing credits. Tony, you're talking about Haywire. That's what it was. Uh, Yes, he did do the laundromat. Oh, I hated it. I really, it's really fucking bad. (laughs) Oh, oh, laundromat on Netflix. Yeah, that's, I I wanted to like it so much. One of my least favorite movies that came out last year. He also did one of your all-time favorite movies, though, Tyler. Which is? Magic Mike. Oh, we're doing the homophobe jokes. That's good. I like magic. It's a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, to, okay. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Oh, Tyler likes magic bike because dick. I mean, yeah, it's not. Uh, but it's I'm really gonna level with you. The first one I thought had a good story. I thought it, it was it, well it acted, and yes. it was well filmed. Second yes. one, not so much. But the first well, he didn't one do that one, fun. and none of us bothered with it. Yeah. It's the first, the first one was actually. A decent movie. Absolutely, I mean, it was. There was a lot of pelvic thrusting in the faces of women, but it I mean, it isn't about story. male strippers, so that's. And Channing Tatum as a furniture maker. I mean, come on. Well, our Lord and Savior also did carpentry, so it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense because Jesus Christ and Channing Tatum go hand in hand. I mean, they haven't yet, but we'll see. You know what I stumbled on? Magic Mike. Really recent movie. The only movie I haven't liked of his is The Laundromat, and that's just because he tried to do what Adam McKay did for Vice in the big short and tell him buy off. Exactly. And it doesn't work. Like, you can tell he's just trying to be that, and it's really, really bad. (laughs) On the nose and overwritten. I really... It's it's no good. It's no good. The, um... Yes. Fuck, I forgot what I was going to say. Darling, you need sleep. I was trying to make a point, and Tyler just kept talking because he's so far away from his computer, he can't hear when we're talking. I also still have an ear infection, and it's lasted like two weeks, and I hate it, and I don't understand because I've already been to the doctor twice. And I'm already. You have an ear infection? Huh? You have an ear infection? What? Yeah, I have an I- ear He's saying ear infection. I can't hear you. I have an ear infection. 
You're a Give funny me a suck kid. and I'll figure it out. Yeah, you're, you're a funny kid with your jokes and your, and your Okay, your... back to contagion though. Okay. So um uh so I am a I'm a pretty big Kate Winslet fan. Um she's done a lot of really great stuff. Oh yeah. And I think for me, some of my favorite stuff of her is when she plays a non um an, an American, when she plays a non-Brit. Um, oh, yeah. And in, and in this one, because, man, her, I, I don't know, everyone else who tries to do an American accent always has that little valley girl kind of vibe to it, just a little bit. Well, not Benedict Cumberbatch. She just sounds bad. But um, she's so good at it. And then yeah. to act so well on top of it. And um, I, the, the, she was probably the most devastating death of the movie for me. Agreed. And uh, I mean, and then the way that she like she gave the guy her coat because he was freezing, and then next thing you know she's dead, and it's just like ah oh, fuck. And then Jude Law with his prosthetic tooth, what the fuck? Did, yeah, did you know notice that? that? Yeah, no, that he, was like, super weird. Legit, that was very disgusting. A prosthetic tooth. And and I don't know if it's because they wanted him to have like that SJW look because he's a blogger or what. That was a little weird. Um, I liked the movie. It was um, I had forgotten all of the details of it, so for me, it was definitely kind of jarring to hear from this small region of China and and <laughs> the origin, and then calling it. Oh yeah, when they show the origin at the end, and you're just like, yeah. oh shit. So it's very, like, I mean, and that's been the conversation, you know, because I'll participate, especially quarantine, I'll participate in more discussions on social media. And all these people who are like, oh, it's fine, I'm not, I'm asymptomatic. And I'm like, go watch Contagion. Like, that's the closest thing to real life. And it's pretty fucking, like, I understand your anxiety, Tyler, because of that. Because I don't get anxious, and I felt it during that movie. I mean, it was... Well, it shows also when the chips are down and what humanity is capable of, and I find that stuff always terrifying. Mm-hmm. Turn, they turn on each other on a dime. They'll yeah, there's nothing redeeming about that. People, they'll fight for shit yeah. that they don't even know is going to work. They'll invade homes. They'll, like, yeah. it's, it's fucking there's, awesome. There's no redemption story for humanity in Contagion. Nothing. And it makes Every, you question, like, do we even deserve it? Like, we fucked up. Maybe this is God's way of just settling the score. Yeah, I mean, I, they tried it yeah. with the home, with the prom at home kind of thing, right? They tried to have a yeah, it was good. But didn't, but it didn't do it for me. Like, every it's just humanity fucking. No, sucks. at that point, everyone is just terrible, and it's just yeah. I mean, you're not on the virus society either, but you're just it doesn't become like something you're engaged in because you're attached to one single character. You're just watching yeah. this train wreck unfold, and that's why you're... I specifically rem- remember the first time I watched it, I was mad at Matt Damon's character throughout the movie because he was like... I felt like he was being overprotective and hovering, right? Well, and then I watched it again. I watched it again last night, and I'm like, yeah, I haven't let my kid go, <laughs> go out of the house. Yeah, would you like, beat the shit out of one of your it. kids' significant others? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he didn't beat the shit off. He pulled him off of her to keep him from kissing, to keep him from kissing her. He didn't yeah. beat him up. But, yeah, it's... But it, it hit so much closer to home and knowing that, you know, I'm not going to send 
Kristen back to Jesse's house if they're sick at the house because you know who knows what could happen. So it's uh, but it, yeah, it it definitely hit much closer to home from a reality, especially considering the environment. Like the financial ruin piece of the movie was man, woo, <laughs> yeah. I but mean, the it government. Does, Go ahead. It does look like a post-apocalyptic movie the way it's shot. Oh yeah, with people living on the street and yeah, cars lined well, up with shopping carts and yeah, mortality rate of almost thirty percent among the infected. I mean, come on. Well, then he said you know, one. Was it this movie that one percent of the planet got infected, or was that no? So when he was on the phone with his girlfriend. He said in the 1918 flu outbreak killed off 1% of the world's population. That's what it was. And that this would do at least that much. Well, so here's the thing, right? So there's a couple things happening right now in real life. In real life, there are not enough tests in the United States. Um, oh, without I'm sorry, what? There are not enough tests in the United States. I thought you said taxes in my libertarianism. Tyler just got a boner for an argument there. Jesus. Like, yeah. Um, no, but like, I mean, we live in the state of Indiana and Roche Diagnostics is in the state of Indiana. And they're the ones that are manufacturing a majority of the tests. But we can't get them. Here in the state of Indiana, like nine hundred people have been tested in Indiana. Nine hundred no. people. We're over two thousand. Are we okay? Because yeah. the last I read, it was in like eight something. But like, it blows my mind. It's like we're the richest country on the planet, and we're struggling to meet South Korea. From a testing number? Uh, Tony, as of right now, there's 4,651 people in Indiana that have been tested. Okay, so the, the, well, okay, as of a few days ago, like, I mean, I know, like Jesse, for example, my ex wife probably has it, but she can't get tested. Oh, yeah. I mean, like a week ago, we were only at like 130. Hold up. How long has she been sick? Um, three weeks. Two weeks. Oh, shit. We picked up DVDs from her house the other week. <laughs> we were outside of her house. Yeah, but she probably touched them. Oh, my God. I washed my hands. You uh, that's fair. You watch these three movies, and now it's in my fucking... <laughs> no, seriously, you got to wipe down everything that comes from anybody else. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, but those those DVDs had been in boxes for months. Okay. So I yeah. still wash my hands a bunch, and I don't feel bad. And that was a week ago. So. Well, you know, I I mean, I I was able to buy. I found a bottle of hand sanitizer, and I keep it in my car. And when I get in my car, no matter where I've been, it's on. You know. And I got yep. this little fella. It stays right here. Yep. When you're home, though, you'll just use soap. It's better. Well, I do, but if I ever have to go out to like the store or something, he comes with me. I like don't it. ever, don't ever jerk off with hand sanitizer, by the way. I wasn't planning <laughs> on it. What the fuck have you done? Uh, 
I've jerked off with aloe vera one winter because I found a big bottle of it, but then come summertime when the sunburns came. Jesus, Jesus fucking Christ. No. <laughs> Stop. No. You started this. Also, once on a school trip, I didn't have any, uh, what was it, shaving cream? and I, I No, stop. I, I need to hear this. Gel to shave, and it, and it cut up my fucking face. <laughs> what did you use? Aloe vera? I used, hair, I used hair gel as, like, shaving cream. Hair gel. I mean, the aloe, aloe vera didn't hurt, you know. It, it gave... It's- I gave a weird sensation. <laughs> since, since we're sharing, when I first discovered masturbation, um, I would use Vaseline and in the shower. Oh, my roommate in college did that. He would just leave the Vaseline in the shower. Like, and it, and it, and it, and <laughs> at least pretend like you're not drinking it, off in the shower. It's, water, it's waterproof, so it clogs. Yeah. Yeah. It actually works better in the shower than if you're just, you know, going all dry. But it, it it clogged the drain. Yeah, because it's not water soluble yet. No, when the semen mixes with the Vaseline, it becomes thick. So yeah, that's my. So that's our review of Contagion. I hope you enjoy. Yes. <laughs> um. So, anyways, yeah. So loved Kate Winslet in the movie. Um. I Matt Damon was non-existent for me. Uh, I was too mad at him. Well, of course, time. Matt Damon's immune. It felt. Like, if this was, like, uh, Outbreak, Matt Damon would be, like, the action hero that's the only one who's immune that could stop it or some shit. <laughs> Derek, you've been awfully quiet. Let's talk a little bit about Contagion. Uh, I mean, I love Soderbergh's work as well. Uh, I'm at a four out of five. Uh, I think you hit on most of it. Uh, Kate really definitely was the hardest death for me. Um. I thought Lawrence Fishburne really did a great job. Oh, yeah. My favorite scene is probably the handshake scene. Yeah, that was so good. That was some, that was yeah. redemptive. Tony, I, come on, that was really redemptive. Remind me. Uh, so the janitor who catches him telling his girlfriend to leave Chicago, he, he comes and gives his son a vaccine early. Yes, yeah. And tells them about handshakes and how they originated. That was pretty redemptive. That's true. I forgot about that, but yes. That was a good scene, yeah. So I thought First Burn did extremely well, like kind of falling on the on the sword for everybody as well. Uh, you know, owning up to the fact that he did tell his family and that he'd do it again. Uh, that'd be really hard but, not to. Nobody's talking about the French girl. Um yeah, she's amazing. Yeah, Marion Cotillard. Marion Cotillard, yes. Um, I love her in everything she's in. And she's she's, been, in, she's been in some bad movies, but she is always the bright spot. She's No, she was the worst part of Dark Knight Rises. Maybe not her acting, but what her character represents. Yeah, what her character represents, but she does well. No, she does, but it's like, oh, you know this character you don't give a shit about? She was the bad guy the whole time. She was strings. But to be be fair, I mean, from a Christopher Nolan standpoint, that's pretty pretty Nolan-esque, right? I guess. Bane was just... To pull a character out of nowhere that... 
all of a sudden. I mean, I like that movie. I'm a big defender of that movie because I think people hate on it too much. But that shit pisses me off every time. <laughs> hey, um, yes. So, um, I think out of the three of the movies that we talked about, I think Contagion is the one that I liked the most. It was the best movie, movie, but it was also I, the worst viewing experience. Yeah, yeah exactly. I say that with 100%. a percent on my face. I did not need to watch this right now, and I really hated that we did. <laughs> well, just, just remind yourself it's just a movie. It's not a movie. You, that's what the whole conversation was about. Well, yeah, but what we're facing right now has a much lower mortality rate. Well, people aren't rioting. Well, but, here's, but here's the thing. Let's, let's not talk about mortality rate or rioting. The facts remain, it's the same. There's a pandemic going on, and the requirements oh, of the God. pandemic, the, the requirements of the pandemic are social distancing. They use that phrase in the fucking movie, dude, and that blew yeah, my mind. Absolutely. Um, social distancing, washing your fucking hands. I don't give a shit if your shit is cracked because it's so dry because you've been washing yep. them so much. I would rather see someone walking around with their hands cracked and using fresh lotion that maybe has antibacterial capabilities to it. Wash your fucking hands. And they direct they directly address I love when Kate Winslet talks about how shit lives on surfaces. Yeah. And like anything that someone else has touched, like could so she says, stop be problematic. Yeah, I, I love that that really combative woman in Minnesota's like three thousand times a day. And Kate's like, uh yeah, three to five times every fucking minute of your life. Yeah, yeah. And they're walking down the stairs, and the guy touches his face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, well, that's actually why I shave right now because it's too tempting to play with your mustache. I don't know if that's a problem only I have, but I get real fidgety. So, well, the reality is this: um, pandemics are very real. Yeah, viral spread is very real. Um, the city of Carmel, Indiana, shut down the Monon Trail because. Too many people were on the Monon Trail. Yep. Like, listen to the shit that is happening around you and realize that just because you don't feel like you're sick doesn't mean that the 85-year-old woman using a walker in the grocery store, like the one that I helped yesterday at the grocery store. (coughs) You just killed that woman. I saw that. Tony! It's my it's my fucking allergies and I'm exhausted. Sure it is. You're just what you do. We're just going on a rant about how I don't feel sick. Me. So the she- problem is, is I can't take the Advil cold and sinus for my congestion. Which, by the way, congestion is not a symptom of COVID nineteen or coronavirus. Oh no! Every time I get the sniffles because of allergies, or the urine. you feel you feel better. You're like, oh, thank God. No, I have to look it up on the internet again just to remind myself. Even. <laughs> But the point, the point of this whole thing, and this is me soapboxing, is be conscious of the world around you. This is not the time to be selfish. Because when you're selfish, you affect those around you. Selfishness as a whole is a terrible quality, right? You're allowed to be selfish in specific scenarios. But when it comes to health and the quality of life of people around you, stop. If, if the president stands at a podium... And as much as we don't respect him, and as much as some of us don't agree with him, and some of us do, but as much as some of us don't agree with him, and the biggest doctor in the world is standing next to him and says, don't fucking touch your face, wash your hands, keep six feet away from anyone, fucking do it. 
Yeah. I mean, if you go to a doctor and you have pneumonia and the doctor prescribes you antibiotics, are you just going to not take those antibiotics? Are you not going to listen to the doctor's advice? No, you're going to listen. 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 Stay at home. Wash your hands. Stay six feet away from people. Only leave the house if you need essentials. And be kind to the people that have to work in this environment. I went shopping at Walmart yesterday. I had to go grocery shopping. I had no food in the house. Went to Walmart, and the woman at the register looked distressed, like haggard, like she hadn't slept in days, kind of like me. And all I could say to her was, hey, you know what? Thanks for being here because I know you could be at home and you could be taking care of yourself, but you're here helping us out. And she looked at me, and she was like, thanks for saying that. No one recognizes that. It's that kind of shit that becomes important. If you order to-go food and you go pick it up, fucking tip the server that helps you out. Because those people make $2.30 an hour. And they live off of their tips. Be kind to people. Be smart. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Hi, Anna. I'm being told it's time for me to leave this session. It's dinner time, motherfucker. The only, the only way that qualifies is if she is standing naked next to you. I mean. Or his wife just needs him for not It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> All right. So that that's my soapbox. Um, take care of yourselves. Take care of the people around you. And um, just be conscious. Be socially conscious. Be conscious of the people that have to work. Uh, don't be selfish. And buy houses from Derek. Yeah. If you're looking to buy a house, interest They're rates nice and clean. Interest rates are gonna be ridiculous when this whole thing's over to kind of build up the economy again. Talk to Derek. Right now they're super low and it's awesome. Buy you all the houses. Buy you can two do virtual three. home tours. So I, that, I do. Yeah, absolutely. With that, stay safe, stay healthy. Um, and thanks for tuning in, guys. Peace.